0: All right, we're here on a really rainy Tuesday morning. Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday morning, this is the fourth episode of WDEG. Still waiting Chris Leon to finish his uh, episode three. So, you know, maybe 2019 that'll happen. Um, I'm here with Travis. Hello. And we're um, really organized this morning because Travis um, volunteered after the last podcast and said hey I want to do it and came to me with some ideas about like why don't we talk about something which you'll hear about in a second I said that's great because we haven't done literally anything organized up to this point other than making sure that two people were in the same room and were prepared to talk about music so this is great um, except for that you just jinxed us now we're going to it's going to be terrible or people are just going to be so un- interested in like the music that we're going to talk about <laughs> that they're just not going to listen to this episode at all and that's fine yeah i'm okay with it i had fun you're probably mm-hmm. going to have fun hopefully and um we'll go from here so um Travis I will. I will let you explain let's why he wanted to do this cuz um we've talked about doing like episodes about certain things in the past um which i think are great which would probably be easier to do if we had like a set agenda going in um but you came to me this with this idea about what we're going to talk about today sure
1: um so first off uh you asked uh, why i kind of wanted to be beyond on the podcast mm-hmm. um and i i don't know really other than you just were like <laughs> hey uh so we should we should find some people that want to do this and mm-hmm. and i know we talk about music quite a lot and mm-hmm. and i think my tastes like as far as like the people that are on the slack channel are i would say vastly different because mm-hmm. i've never heard of pretty much anything that people <laughs> post and uh, well, that's I a good it's, thing right yeah, I think yeah that's a good thing yeah and, and i think it's kind of vice versa like we we had somebody earlier uh mention that they they don't like country music and kind of in that camp too but i also there's some country artists that i i do like and mm-hmm. i grew up in kind of a different vein like you guys were all like the 90s rock i was more classic rock mm-hmm. and and like 90s country because of my dad and so I, but I you're a west
0: coaster right yeah which is like an anomaly to have west coast and country mm-hmm. at the same time so that's interesting
1: yep and i went to college out in west virginia where i got all the bluegrass and mm-hmm. the country and stuff out there too so mm-hmm. i got like I've seen quite a lot yeah really uh, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun I, I don't think that there's any like
0: bad music out there I think there's just you know different is it places. a lot more like heavily bluegrass out like uh, where you went to college
1: yeah there's a ton of bluegrass a ton of country I mean rural West Virginia I was yeah. about a half hour south of, of Morgantown mm-hmm. and uh, there was a bluegrass festival out in that area there was stuff that I'd never heard of I mean the a lot of my friends out there they played banjo they played mandolin instruments that like i, I knew about but never really yeah, thought about never and, really messed
0: with or anything yeah
1: yeah and and i had like my acoustic guitar because i i consider myself a poor guitar player but uh you know mm-hmm. I, I doodle here and there mm-hmm. and uh as do we all right yeah <laughs> yeah and you know when, when you want to play with other people and they all of their instruments
0: are like banjos and, yeah. and mandolins you, you gotta yeah. learn a whole new genre <laughs> did you learn a lot of things like finger-picking being out there in yeah. that kind of bluegrassy stuff, like, I don't yeah. know. That's what I would have, that's what I immediately associate when I think of, like, bluegrass influences, just, like, check, acne, finger-picking, like, stuff like sure. that. Yeah, it, it's a lot of what they call flat-picking, which is,
1: it sounds like you're mm-hmm. finger-picking because you got a lot of... Yeah, a lot of notes that are being played and really fast mm-hmm. um but mostly what I did I'm not that good so I just did like the chop beat which is almost mm-hmm. it's almost reggae-ish and
0: okay.
1: it's it, it's like that really chunk 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 and it's mm-hmm. almost like you're the drums because they don't have drums right. actually right and uh yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun it it was it was definitely different than anything I'd played mm-hmm. coming up you know, it's a classic rock kind of guy, yeah, it's nothing like classic rock. But you know, you got your 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 Doc Watsons, your Tony Rices, your mm. Brian Suttons, your oh, and they're just they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to them. And and I don't I don't think it really matters what kind of music you're into. You can really just take it in. Yeah, and it's just great. It's just yeah. great stuff. So
0: yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that is a uh, huge departure from what we're going to talk about because. I don't think there's any bluegrass in either one of our playlists that we threw together. Maybe there is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're coming to the table with this morning. Maybe. So, maybe so I don't know. You start in LA. Yeah. It's classic rock, it's country. Mm-hmm. You go to West Virginia, it's bluegrass, it's country. Sure. So, div- a lot of diverse yep. music interests. Because obviously, you weren't just like in those genres if you're based on the stuff that I feel like you're listening to now or trying to get into now. So um, what Travis had done is he had been listening to um, what band? What what band like spoke, like spurred this idea? Sure. So
1: I, I guess we should we should let him in on the secret, shouldn't we? Yeah, probably. Um, okay. So uh, my idea was, well, I had a couple of them. First, I was like, you know, I've, I've lived in much different places than, than Brett here, so maybe... Uh, we go with, with bands that we grew up listening to from like our hometown. So I, I was in L.A. for a while and then Boise for a while, and I was like, if I picked Idaho bands, nobody's probably ever heard of any of them. <laughs> so that would work, but then I got stuck after like four.
0: So, <laughs> so like all four Idaho bands got chosen, you're like, yeah. bro, we're, we've reached the bottom of the barrel.
1: Yeah, and there, and there was some overlap because I was like, well, I could do Built to Spill, and I could do Doug Marsh. But Doug Marsh has also built the spill yeah, so right. yeah that's so, half
0: the half the bands in Idaho
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and then I mean I, I love them like you know Josh Ritter and all those guys that I grew up with but but I was like you know that I probably run short and then I was like well what if what if we you know punish ourselves by going with bands that don't speak English so we don't even know what they're saying mm-hmm. and can't pronounce the names of um, mm-hmm. so I thought that would be fun yeah fun divergence from uh, from where we've been before. So yeah. that's that's kind of where we're at. And and what really spurred me to that is there's there's a band and, and we'll talk about them a lot but called Songhoi Blues, which mm-hmm. I found out about through a guitar YouTube channel I don't even remember which one, but they, they, they said it was different than anything I'd ever listened to. They said, you know, this is so different. And this is like someone teaching you to play a song that like brought it up, or what was it? It was, they were talking about guitar pedals or something along those lines, and they, they have a segment at the end that's like, what's a record that, that people probably haven't heard of, but okay. really means something to you and they pulled out this music in exile by song Holy Blues which I recommend everybody go listen to it's awesome mm-hmm. and one of the, I have a couple songs of theirs and it is it's very different it's it's like a cross between I guess we should just pull it up or something but it, it it's got the like the afro rhythm beats mm-hmm. and the guitar rhythm section is just different than anything that I had ever heard mm-hmm. I don't know what they're singing about. I couldn't tell you. I no but you, idea. But you dig it.
0: It's up. It's pretty yeah. upbeat, right? Oh, yeah. It's pretty upbeat stuff. Um, so we can we can listen to that. Uh, what song are we going to play? Uh, sure. So uh, <laughs>
1: here's the first probably butchered name, but uh, Sabor, S-O-U-B-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that's Sabor. So that sounds correct. And, Where uh, are they from? Uh, I believe somewhere in Africa. I don't. Somewhere. Know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty big place. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've narrowed it down to a continent that isn't North America, so
0: we'll yes. yeah. hey. start there. That works. So we'll listen to Songhoi Blues. That's it. That's it. And a- uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about it, and we'll listen to some other music that we don't understand. Here it is. Cool. Um, so while you were listening, we looked up where they're from. You're right, ish. Right. I guess continent. when you guess an entire continent. You're probably close. Sure, it's a, yeah. a fair assumption. Mali, yeah, Bamako, Mali. For all those Bamako, Mali fans out there, I know a lot of DEG ears are. That's where they're from. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I dig that. And you were talking about like the, just that triplet playing style, like of those. It's not even like throughout the song. It's just on those like guitar solos, which are. It's so. It's so like. um, it gives you the vibe of where they're from but it's like a modern sound like it doesn't sound like deep african music or anything like that but you can definitely feel like the influence um which i really dug. And and i was i was telling travis he sent me the playlist um last week um when we were going to have the podcast and then had to reschedule and i spent like the whole day listening to these guys and the rest of these bands and And digging, but I really, I really like those guys. I would definitely listen to them again. I don't know how long they've been around. Um, Yeah, I couldn't answer that for you either. I I know
1: I, I really dig listening to music where like they're not speaking English when I'm like reading and trying to work mm because it doesn't distract from my reading. Yeah. But those guys, it's like super catchy, so like it gets stuck in my head, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm singing at the moment, but like I dig it. Do you go
0: home and like you're singing some West African like lyrics, and your family's looking at you like what? yeah what on earth are you singing right now this is weird <laughs> yeah. my
1: wife's like why are you like babbling in the kitchen and i'm like it's no gonna... i'm singing a song it's I... not babble it's
0: west african yeah. come on yeah
1: you need to be cultured it's yeah.
0: Mal- malanese yeah that's their language right malanese sure Mal- yeah we'll go with it <laughs> it sounds i'm a linguist it's fine um so um when you had sent me that and while i was singing this song i'm glad i added added this band <clears throat> this band on the playlist um, so there is another, um, African band and I'm going to look it up while we're on the fly cause I should know where they're from. Oh, they're also from Mali. Whoa. What? I didn't even mean to do that.
1: Mine just Mine explosion. Blow. Yeah.
0: Um, no wonder it made me think of them. So there's this, um, couple called Amadou and Miriam. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. Um, they are, um, I saw them a couple years ago at a music festival and they are a blind, husband and wife duo from mm. Mali, obviously cool um and it's it's the same type of thing it is like a it's much more traditional kind of uh west african type music like the feelings that you get throughout those songs um it's also very upbeat there's a lot of like um not drums, but like skinned instruments like bongos and, yeah. you know, all of that type of stuff. And um, he plays guitar. I believe she just sings. Um, and it's just, they're just a really cool band. They, um, they've they been around for quite a while. I think, so I looked up um, Songhoi Blues. Their first album was 2015. So they're relatively new. Amadou and Miriam. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're both in their... 60s, late 50s. Oh, nice. um, so they've been around quite a while, um, and um, it says here that they met in like 1975 in the Institute for the Young and Blind in Mali. So um, I don't know. It's just really cool. Plus, their story always adds like another layer of interest because this guy who's playing the guitar is fantastic. Not that you have to be like sighted to to be able to play any instrument. One of the most yeah. amazing pianists that I ever saw back in the day was a blind pianist and, and it, it's amazing it just amazes me but it makes sense that like playing an instrument it's it's all feel like if you're looking at your hands while you're playing guitar unless it's a really complicated part you're probably sure. trying too hard and like I always feel like when I mess up the most is when I'm like trying to see where I'm going r- rather than like what I'm uh, feeling or whatever sure um so I just always found it's really interesting. So there's um, one of their more popular songs um, that I put on. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna play for you. Is called uh, "Kai Bali." Sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and then it's from one of their more popular albums that came out in about 2005.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and there's a whole bunch of really good um, songs on there. I suggest it's again one of those albums that you can put on listen to for the entire album again you're not paying attention to any of it because mm-hmm. you don't understand the lyrics but it's very upbeat um and i just find myself like bopping around to the desk um at my desk and they're all relatively like shortish songs they're only like you know two to four minutes or something like that um so we'll play this one um I'm excited and then we'll come Let's back out. and we'll go maybe a completely different direction we'll see what happens here we are this is uh i'm miriam Recording now. Oh well, I was great. Travis was laying down some some great podcast stuff, and I said, "Man, you got to <laughs> save that to <till> record. <laughs> always record. You always record. You can always go back." Gotcha. And uh, I feel like that's happened every single time though. Like w- we've done these podcasts, it's like we'll have these really great conversations while we're listening to music, and then we like forget to record, and then you come back, and then you try and like recreate it. Um, sure. But I guess that's why this works because you can sit yeah. down in a room. We've already had a conversation while we're not even recording about like what we like about those songs so much. Sure. And I can, I can try to reiterate it,
1: but it nine seventeen in the morning. So I will probably. Yeah. Not that. fully through this cup of coffee yet. Yeah. yeah but I, I was just saying, I, I really dig when I'm listening to music from, from other places to, to just listen to like the, the rhythm and, and the swing to the music. Cause I mean, we're so influenced by like American music, where it's got it's got the blues swing, it's got the jazz swing. I mean, it's got a waltz kind of a feel. Mm-hmm. These things that are normal, and, and we listen to these now these two bands, both from Mali, coincidentally, uh, that have these have these very rhythmic beats that are fun. They they get you moving. They make you feel good, but they're not like anything that you've listened to. And it yeah. it definitely takes you to a different place which is, is
0: just awesome. It's I feel like fun. in the old Best Buy days, the only place you'd be able to get this music. and I'm, I'm envisioning those like racks of CDs that they used to have was like the World music section, which was like 15 feet long or something like that. And if world music was literally like <laughs> and, like everything, if it was in the United States, just everything and there was no crossover and it's like <laughs> I feel like we're deep in that. In that zone right now, but that was yeah. it. Was like more world music was like probably Yanni and stuff like that <laughs> back in yeah. the Best Buy days. <laughs> Maybe even Santana, just because they they wanted to fill it out. Yeah, right. right. He like was the crossover place. artist, right? Yeah, <laughs> he made it into the main racks at Best Buy. He he got out of the world music side of things. Made it big time. Uh, you know, and and you were you are talking about like the um the the beat influence that these bands have. And and you'll have a band, and we'll probably put a couple songs in this next instance. But um, there's a, a more modern band that you may have heard of called uh, Rodrigo y Gabriela. Yeah, love. Um, it. And they are a hundred percent like beat driven, and it's all just guitars, and it's flamenco. Like, yeah, flamenco. It's amazing, yeah. and they don't use. Dr- I mean, maybe they do in like their live performances, and maybe there are on some mm-hmm. of their songs. But primarily, mm-hmm. it, it's him and her, and he's like yep. lead, and she is literally the entire rest of the band on her acoustic guitar. And if you've ever, if you ever have a chance after this podcast and you want to check them out, number one, they're amazing. Number two, watch them on YouTube because watching her play is, uh, it's in, it's incredible. True. Because while she's strumming, she's also like tapping the guitar with her thumb and hitting it with her fingernails. And creating this whole beat section that is like it's it's mind blowing to watch. And you know Rodrigo, um, her boyfriend, husband, brother—I
1: don't. You know, I I listened to a podcast where they or or read like a guitar article where they were when they were coming up, and um, they. My understanding could be completely wrong. It could be making all this up. I don't know. That's fine. But is that um, they actually got into flamenco music fairly recently? Um, and the two of them just really just jumped in. And I have a huge crush on flamenco music. Like, that's like my side passion because I'll never be able to play like that. Like, the, it's just so different. It's like different. fanning
0: your fingers and tapping them down and then pulling it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
1: And it was like gypsy dance music over in Spain. And, mm-hmm. like, it's it's great. Everybody should go listen to it. Uh, I should have pulled some in because I, I, I love it. Yeah, I have like four or five Pandora stations that are just of flamenco, flamenco music. music. Yeah. So if
0: on the weekends, randomly, you're in Kansas City, and then you see flamenco music, you may see Travis at the bar, or yeah. maybe we'll see you on stage. Maybe. Hey, side hustle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you, maybe. You, you maybe. talk bluegrass, maybe flamenco music's where it's at. Uh, That's my jam. So the other thing uh, to add on to like their influences is, to your point, they discovered it recently, but they were both into heavy metal. Yes. Like shredding heavy metal, which yeah. is, you'll hear in a lot of like his guitar lines, like that heavy metal influence. And they do actually a lot of heavy metal covers in their live performances, and I'm pretty sure on some of their albums. Um, so it's just like this crazy, it's like, how on earth did you go from here to there to heavy metal music? And now I'm sure they talk about it. It's like the guitar lines that they were hearing in these metal bands and like, The strumming patterns, if you remove the distortion, there's probably a lot of like the same hand movements ish, like the fast triplet hand movements that they're doing in flamenco music as well. But um, definitely go like check out some videos of them talking about how or her demonstrating how she does it because she slows it down. You're like, oh, that doesn't seem like that's that hard. And then also, she does it like 10 times faster. Yeah. And she will do it for. It's like, how do you not break your wrist after an hour? Yeah. And she talked about that, too, like, how her playing style can lead to injury, like, really quickly. Oh, for sure. Because of the, like, movements of the hand. It's like, um, I was thinking of, like, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. If you ever watched him play guitar, he's got a really unique playing style, and it's very aggressive. But he, like, broke his hand one time because of the way he played, so I'm sure she has to do like a ton of like hand exercises, you know, warm like okay. I can only really imagine like, you vocalists warm up their voice backstage, and you know, guitar players always you warm up your fingers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But she's got to warm up her like wrist as much as the rest of her body, which is yeah. like it's like a full body workout. Yeah, for, I mean, for a guitar like player. seriously, yeah. I'd be sweating like watching her play because it's like so intense. Um, so I'll we'll play the Diablo Rojo. If you want to add it, because we'll probably put a couple songs in this next um, block. Um, so I took it a little bit. I know they're it's flamenco Spanish. They're from Mexico City. Um, so a little bit more like Latin-ish yeah. feel. Um, did you have some Latin bands or some Latin influence uh, on your
1: list? I can, I can definitely go in that direction as well. Um, so uh, some of the bands. I don't know if we're gonna. Should we listen to the, to that song and then come to me or? or what, what Yeah, you we. Thinking? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's it's fine. We can do. We can literally do whatever we want, Travis. Sky's the limit. We'll listen to Amadou or not Amadou and Miriam. We already listened to that. Um, we're gonna listen to Rodrigo e Gabriela, and their song Diablo Rojo. And then we'll come back and we'll listen to uh, something from Travis. Here we are. Okay, Travis was saying uh, again while we were listening to the music. Uh, while you're going down the YouTube rabbit, rabbit hole of Rodrigo y Gabriela. oh yeah, there's like some five-year-old flamenco guitarist in Spain that'll probably blow your mind. Sure, there, there's
1: like the the street musicians that everybody has, like when you're walking through the fair, and and they're just sitting there playing like the most intricate stuff you've like ever seen, and it's like their full arm, their their whole bodies are into it, and it's mm-hmm. it's just so different because it's it's not like the finger picking. It's their their thumb is like beating on these guitars uh, like it like it's a drum like the mm-hmm. whole thing is a drum and they're just they're using all of their fingers and, and every inch of that instrument to mm-hmm. make it really just like it's like a whole band it's like yeah. it's like those guys that walk around with like the cymbals on their back oh everything. like the yeah. one man
0: band yeah. Um, yeah it also you were talking about like the design of flamenco guitars which I didn't ever think about. Is different than just standard, probably acoustic guitars or something like that. Because obviously, like, per your point about the percussion, it's probably like deeper, it's probably a different type of wood to like resonate that sound of the hands and the tapping and the clicking of the fingernails and all of that type of stuff. On it, but you're saying what it's like. You did Yeah. So, so the difference between
1: the guitars that most everybody has, you know, is is one, it's got those nylon strings, and when you're doing all that with your fingers, I mean, if you tried doing that with a steel string, it would like rip your fingernails off. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Glad they don't do that. Uh, but then the other thing is what makes it different from like a classical guitar is that instead of notes ringing out, it's it's all about the percussive, and it mutes the the mm-hmm. notes a little faster. And and it's got like actual plastic on it, so when you're banging on the thing like a drum, uh, you don't put a hole through the thing, you know. No, so yeah. it's 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 completely different. And um, I mean, I would love to have one someday. So if anybody listening, all you know, hundreds of you guys, right? If you guys have an extra one, that or you
0: six would... people on the last episode, it's fine. Yeah, if it's you
1: fine. guys could lend me one, I mean, I would I would gladly take it off <laughs> your hands. But uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's definitely a fun it's a fun group it's
0: it's their own thing it always amazes me when like you see things like that and it's like such a different take on playing guitar that you've ever seen it also reminds me of and we're not going to go down this tangent um did you ever i'm sure you have listened to a guy named andy mckee Mm -hmm. so andy mckee and music rat or not music rat maybe that was um something else maybe that was andy dwyer from parks and rec um anyways he he plays guitar for those of you who don't know he's one of the guys that holds um he plays the guitar like kind of upright a little bit and they're it's all like tapping and using every finger on both hands to strum to hold music to play chords and to pick and also they're tapping at the same time to like grit the percussive feel and stuff like that and it's just I could watch the, I did, when that guy first came out, I think I watched Andy McKee for hours, I was like, I've never seen anything like this, and it's like, virtuistic, right, to watch yeah. these guys, you're like, how, how on earth, and then you're like, oh, five-year-old flamenco player out in Spain could, like, do this stuff from the sure. time they are a kid, it's just, it's, it's out of this world, and you just sit there, and you're just like,
1: yeah, maybe I'm not even a guitar player. <laughs> maybe I just like. What whack am on I this doing thing. with my yeah. life? Yeah, I'm so I'm so bad
0: at what yeah. I do. Retrospectively,
1: for those of you who I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but uh, August Rush, that that little kid in that that chick flick, that's the way yeah. he plays. That's like slapping on the thing. And oh, that's right.
0: Different. Are we booked? I thought I booked this one. Do we need to pause this? We might. Well, we're going to take a pause because in true DEG fashion, we're being kicked out of a room, even though I booked this room. No big deal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, And we'll be back and talk some more. Here we go. Back and better than ever. Yeah. So we're back. Uh, It uh, was a false alarm because the room is booked and uh, it's not showing up on the little plaque, the digital placard. Yeah, whatever you want to call those things. Yeah, we we have the room, but don't have the room, it's and fine, uh, yeah,
1: we we kept it because we we have a microphone set up in and it looked like table.
0: we're doing something very complicated, even though this is not client work or billable. But it looks complex. It yeah, looks, it looks important. What we're doing is important, Travis. Yes, it's very important. It's culture, it's camaraderie, it's all of those things that make deg what it is, right? Yeah, and we're gonna be famous after this, which is gonna get us clients. We're gonna be internet famous yeah, for sure. So. For even sure. though I doubt we'll ever post this to have clients listen to because if yeah. you have a if you have one podcast with Tug and I hold myself accountable too mm-hmm. it's hard to keep the cuss words in especially when I'm talking about music that I'm passionate about like they just yeah they slip just... out you know I mean you know some of those songs they just get real up- Real passionate and cussing, <laughs> which is like a bad, it's not a bad thing, but it's I probably like should rein that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and we lost track of where we were going. Um, so we'll, we'll come back. We'll circle back to the playlist now and you're going to talk about a yeah. band. Let's, we should, this has been good so far because we've been talking so much, but we've been talking so much that we haven't been in just, like entering enough music, so let's let's, let's add a uh, a couple songs. We'll do one by you, and then I'll kind of tie in another one. We'll put them both on the playlist, and then we'll come back. Yeah. So, what's the next one that you want to uh, sure. put on your? So,
1: um, back in the early two thousands, I, I I dug this like jam band uh, called uh, Ozamalti mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool. Well, another passion of mine is reggae music. For those that now know that I'm into all the weird music, um, they came out with an album called uh, Nonstop Mexico to Jamaica, which is a reggae album that's in Spanish. And since that combines all of my favorite things, uh, my next song is uh, Como la Flor. Mm-hmm. Probably butchered that one too, but uh, yeah. So let's listen to some uh, Spanish reggae
0: music. Well, and you, it's uh, you made the roundabout. You said they're. They're from the United States, yes right but this song is about it's in Spanish and yep. it's about reggae so we're taking like a weird trip oh, yeah. ar- around everything so so what I'll do um which is kind of like in the in it's not in the same vein vein of Ozomatli at all um but it is in the same vein of weird stuff that a band would do so there's a, a French artist named Sioux George, Jorge, or something like that. Sounds good to um, me. He is a um, primarily like an acoustic guitar player. It's more like classical stuff. Um, he's not playing classical music. He plays it on a classical guitar. But he was in a movie called uh, The Life Aquatic. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout The Life Aquatic, there is this guy who is playing David Bowie covers in French. Um, nice. and he did, it's, it's an amazing album, even though it's a soundtrack for a movie. Um, uh, but he recorded all these David Bowie covers, um, in, in, it's just amazing to listen to like Rebel Rebel in French in a totally like, it's crazy. So, um, I'll play See You George, Jorge, whatever, however you want to say it, I'm butchering it. Uh, and I'll play his cover of Rebel Rebel from The Life Aquatic. Which is we've left Latin America because we went to Jamaica yeah, like, and via Jamaica. Mexico City. So we're I feel like from here we can literally go, we can go um, anywhere. We can go literally anywhere. So we'll play those two songs. We're gonna play them and we'll come back and we'll go maybe a totally different direction. Here we go. We're recording now. We're good. So we're on. We're not gonna lose any nuggets of gold of conversation. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I, I really dig it it's it's like it's like smooth mm-hmm. like it's very for a rainy
0: day like today is uh, it's kind of perfect for it although if you don't have enough coffee you'll probably want to fall asleep yeah you know, which it could be dangerous
1: which hopefully my reggae music uh, made up for so okay. well people we played dancing. that we
0: played that first so we yeah. played that and then we brought it way down with yeah him um which is which is fine because uh, we can go anywhere from here because now we're in France covering British songwriters, um, sure. and so you, I'll let you, I'll let you go. Sure, I'll let so, you go.
1: So uh, since since we're racking up the frequent flyer miles and, and we're in <laughs> France now, let's let's jump back on the plane, head back to the islands. Because I mean, who doesn't like a beach party? And uh, let's let's go to Cuba where we can listen to uh, one of my favorite bands. I mean, this is. If, if there was an album that I listen to probably weekly, it's it's definitely the Buena Vista Social Club with Ry Cooter, yeah. who is, he's my hero. And uh, actually a lot of my songs are going to include Ry Cooter from now on. But um, yeah, so we get to go to Cuba where uh, Ry Cooter and the Buena Vista Social Club, uh, just a killer album. And uh, we'll
0: listen to them. Um, yeah, I... I a while back, we were talking about before this episode started, I had, um, they, were per- they were pretty popular were. for a while. I mean, they probably are still popular, but they were like mainstream popular and being played on the radio, even though, um, you know, they're not traditional, like English speakers. Yeah. Um, and... Like I feel like I mean, how long ago did that album come out that we're gonna play? Sure, I believe it is the
1: '90s, but I could be wrong. But uh, they definitely brought that Cuban music mm-hmm. into into America, which has since blown up because the Puerto Rican Cuban mm-hmm. influences is, is definitely popular right now. It's
0: in, but it's in like I feel like it's a lot more in popular music than it yes. is like the stuff that we've been listening today is definitely not pop. By any stretch of the imagination, which is which is fine. Um, but I feel like the influence has come more out there than it has in many of like the indie channels or the indie scene, which is a little bit more what my vein is. like if I if I narrowed my wheelhouse into any specific area, it'd probably be much more indie, which is a lot of these bands. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like how it stretches into more of like, that type of music, rather than just like pop, um, you know, popular radio influences. Like uh, who am I thinking of? It's not Cuban, but like um, Pitbull, like yeah. all of that. Like I feel like that's the realm that they've started to kind of go into. Sure. Um, so what I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk about? What am I gonna talk about? <clears throat> so I'll go <clears throat> talking about that indie vein a little bit. Um, there is a an artist called El Guin, Guinco. Guincho? I'm sure um, that's close I went enough. back, I, I left Africa, I went oh, yeah. back, um, or we, we left Cuba, went yes. back to Africa, to the Canary oh, yeah. Islands, which is where El Guinco was uh, born at least. Um, so it's still like a Spanish um, influence, because they're a Spanish-speaking island in like West Africa. Um, anyways, so there's this song called Bombay, um, and I didn't hear this guy on the radio, it was one of those like... Um, I'll go to like uh, music blogs, um, like Pitchfork um, and stuff like that, and uh, or Fader or something, whatever. And they had posted this video that he had done. So I I only heard this song from a music video because it because it's like a it's a very very artsy. It feels like a seventies um, noir. Like it's just super interesting. And it was made in like the two thousands and. I couldn't stop watching this video because it's kind of like art poppy esque. Um, anyways, but the song behind it is what I really liked about it. So the song called Bombay by El Guincho um, off his album Pop Negro. So we're back in Africa. I feel like we could go anywhere from here. We'll play these songs. We'll come back. We'll probably play. Probably do two more segments. Mm-hmm. Call it a wrap because we'll be close to an hour. And then um, maybe right. we'll maybe we'll do an offshoot of our next episode. Um, after that trying to uh, play into the theme thing and then um, yeah we'll go from there um, so here they are so yeah I think uh, as we were as I was putting this playlist together I realized there's a lot more songs that I could uh, add to this sure um, playlist that we're adding and maybe we'll add them post but maybe we should do episode two of the non English speaking songs um, I also feel like um, it may it may completely go off the, der- the rails if we do it but adding a third person in the mix yeah um, can really change direction because this is good like this is how all the episodes have been so far um, but I feel like at the same time that two people can be having a conversation one of the things that I'm always trying to do like while we're talking and you're doing the same thing mm-hmm. and everyone else has done is you're trying to like look back at like what are the songs that I put on this playlist because I did it a week ago and why did I put them on there Yeah. also the thing I'm trying to do is like what is that one song that it reminds me of and then I'm going to like and I'm searching at the same time which is not very conducive to conversation because I feel like even though this is a podcast we're looking at it's not like we're looking at our computers the whole time but even when you're having a conversation with someone and they're looking down to try and add to that conversation it's distracting Like, and I just like, I notice myself doing that. So I'm like constantly trying to look up. I'm like, pay attention to what he's saying, because that'll make it more interesting when he's talking. Because if he sees me looking down, he's going to be like, oh, he doesn't care what I'm saying. At least that's, those are like the crazy thoughts that go in my head. And maybe that's like the, like strategist in me, like trying to read the room of Mm -hmm. like when I'm giving a presentation and someone's looking down. I'm probably thinking like they're not paying attention. So then I'm trying to grab that person's attention so that that they're engaged in the conversation because then it's way better Mm -hmm. if everyone's participating rather than people like looking at their phones. So I like, I consciously think about that when I'm, when I'm doing any of these things, especially when it's like a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Because at the same time that we're doing this, we're also like, we got to move to probably another meeting after this. So we're like constantly checking time and all of those things. Um, so we'll we make this. Do. We should make it a threesome, but the the third person. Maybe, maybe we'll rephrase that, um, and we'll cut that out and replace it. Make it a threesome. Uh, yeah. It's a little weird. We'll yeah. Make it a three people. A trifecta. a trifecta. We'll make it a trifecta. Well, not a threesome. That's fine. That's there weird. Go.
1: And and but let's make sure that, that that person A doesn't listen to music like this, and and B not give them the playlist in advance.
0: I think that'll oh. be. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so you need like a. Um, a wild card. Yeah. You need to have that person who's their sole, their sole purpose in that episode is to be like the, the, riff, the riff person. You guys have this thing and it makes me think of the third thing. So they can be focused on their computer while we're trying to like navigate the conversation. Um, totally off topic, Matt Lewandowski um, said he wanted to be on an episode of this. I said, that's Great. fine. He said, can we do something completely different i was like yeah that's that's great and um maybe it was him or maybe it was tug was like the whole point of the um this riff on a podcast was he had heard someone where they play a song for someone else um that i know you don't like like hey we were talking about bruce bruce springsteen earlier Mm -hmm. while we were not recording and um I was just like, I've never been a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never just cared all that much. People love him like you. Mm-hmm. I just, when I was growing up, didn't listen to his music and it never like entered in my head. Same thing with Tom Petty. I, I, listen, I know all of Tom Petty's songs, but I have literally, other than a very few occasions, gone out and specifically tried to find a Tom Petty song because like, oh, my God. I got to listen to you know this song by him. I just have never, I've never done that. So the yep. the idea was, um, and it's probably happened to me multiple times with my group of friends. Um, Smashing Pumpkins is a good example. Yeah, I never really liked Smashing Pumpkins when they came out because I could not get past Billy Corgan's voice. His it's very nasally, it's very unique, it's very Billy Corgan, and I never listened to their music and. I just remember I went down to the lake um, on probably my uh, 21st birthday, and my buddy was really into him. And on the boat, we were just all drinking and listening to music. He's like, it is my goal by the end of this day that you're going to like the Smashing Pumpkins. That's basically the point of the podcast. I've heard people talk about, like, I don't like Radiohead. I can devote an entire episode to getting you to like Radiohead because it's about a lot of times, too. It's like about the progression. Like you can't just get into one of my favorite Radiohead songs because it's so bizarre and out there. And you have to like work your way into liking Radiohead and then finding the path into like why you would eventually like that song or if you pull it out and put it on its own. You're just like, no, I, I, don't, sure. I don't like Radiohead. So I think that would be a fun episode to yeah. do also. Which would be interesting because you talked about two of my
1: heroes, Tom Petty and, <laughs> and the boss. I feel and, like you want to fight me now after this then, episode. and then you were like, and I, and I love Radiohead and... I listen to Radiohead, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to jump off the building. So, like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we definitely have different We could do an
0: episode of, of ju- like, their culture clashes yeah. almost uh, a little bit. So maybe we'll do that on the next episode and throw a wild card in here. But we'll make this um, – we'll do our last segment of uh, non-English-speaking songs. Um, so I'll let you – let's sure. Let's pick two songs to add a couple more to the playlist. Um and we'll talk about those, and then we'll talk about the last two. Even though I've probably got ten more that I want to talk about, um, so we'll do that, and then we'll come back and we'll kind of kick it off sure. to the next episode. So, what do you want to what do you want to talk about for this one? Sure. So, sticking with the Verna Vista Social Club, uh, still
1: in that like Cuban music um there there's a band called afro-cubanism well at least an album afro-cubanism which is really great um they're they're right in that same vein um it'll it'll pair nicely with the brina Vista social club for those that are, are new to it and then after that uh we can go back to africa and i will i will play a, an interesting artist called talking uh timbuku timbu timbuktu i i don't know. Uh, but he he is uh, an African musician who who is heavily influenced by the blues, and he did an album with once again my hero Ry Cooter. and uh, it is very much blues driven. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like you're listening to uh, a John Lee Hooker album, but it's done with like this definitely it's 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 its own world, and and it is a longer song. But it's really interesting to see like the blues take in Africa, Mm -hmm. and so
0: we'll play those. Um, And I'm glad you went the blues route because um, there is this blues song that I'm going to call or that I'm going to play by a Japanese um, psychedelic rock blues player from the '60s um, called Shin Jung Hyung. Um, and the song is called "J Blues '72." I assume he probably wrote this song in like 1972. Um, but um, a buddy of mine, again, I, we were talking about this before the episode. Is I was as I was putting together this playlist, um, my buddy and I just constantly riff on new music, and he is just listening to stuff I've never heard, and, and same with me towards him. But he turned me on to this guy. Because we were listening to a lot of like psychedelic, he he is a lot more towards um, John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters and Lightning Hopkins and um, Howlin Wolf and all that stuff. Like he was totally in that vein and exploring all of that kind of like '40s, '50s, '60s blues music. And I don't know how he got to this Shin Jun Hyung guy, but apparently in Japan in the in the '60s. I mean, obviously there's a lot of American influence by Jimi Hendrix and all of those psychedelic mm-hmm. bands um, out there. And you just never think, because a lot of that stuff, like America is the the hub of um, pop culture or music and Hollywood. Like you, our influence is, that's one of our exports, right? Like yes. we export music. Same thing with England, you know, like those those bands in America and in England, they spread out through the rest of the world, but a lot of times that extra music doesn't come back towards us. So this guy was hugely popular um, back in the 60s out there, and when I heard it, it blew my mind because it was just as good as anything I had heard from Jimi Hendrix or any of those other like amazing like virtuoso rock guitar players. Um, so I'll play the song J-Turn, or J-Blues 72 by Sing jong Hyun, and then... I'll also play, I'll bring it um, uh, really, well, and I don't have it on this playlist. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I'll bring it a completely different direction from there. So I go from Japan to, I believe it's Sweden, um, with a band called Dungen. I don't know if you've ever heard Dungen, um, but they're they're a Swedish um, psychedelic free jazz folk Ambient music. I mean, it re- it ranges the spectrum, um, but they're they are still really popular. Um, they've been around since probably the early '80s or something like that. Um, and I'm gonna play this song called Panda, which is one of their most um, popular songs they put out there. But the lead guitarist in this band, it like he slays it every time. And and again, in the whole vein of all of this, um, the the Japanese artist. I don't believe there's any lyrics in that song. But I, I feel like, given the topic of this podcast, it, it fits. It works. It's if he was gonna If he was going to sing, he was going to sing in Japanese, and I wasn't going to understand a word of yeah. it. I assume that in one of his albums, he probably had some Japanese lyrics. Um, but this band, they, they do sing, and I don't understand any of it. And But it is... It's it is more new, it is very popular. It is definitely more in like that indie scene that I'm into. Um yep. band called band is called Dungan. I'll play the song Panda. You guys can go listen to those four songs. We'll come back, we'll wrap up the episode and we'll we'll tee up the next one. Sound good? Yep. Sound Works good. here. All right, here we go.
1: Well, I I mean I, my mind's been expanded, at least uh, I've, I've learned of artists that uh, hopefully I can just steal off of the playlist, which yeah. I know I will be able to because I wouldn't be able to type them in by memory, but mm-hmm. um, hopefully everybody uh, enjoyed this. Um, I think it, it was a challenge for us as much as it was uh, something that we thought would be fun, oh, and yeah. uh, hopefully we didn't lose the six listeners that we had. But We uh, may be down to five, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Maybe we get up to seven. I don't know, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us
0: on this uh, on this roller coaster that went all over the world. But yeah, we're we're uh, premium members of the frequent flyer club, given the track like the track that we've taken today for sure. Um, so, for next episode, like I have said every single time on this podcast, if you want to partake in an episode, Travis, if you want to do another episode. If you want to host your own episode and do whatever you want, uh, you can like the whole point of this is not for me, Brett Terp to be hosting a podcast at DEG just about music. It is to, um, build relationships and explore our culture and what makes everyone unique at DEG, um, I think even through this conversation, just an hour long conversation, I learned way more about you, Travis, even though like it's we're we're way outside of like the spectrum of this is Travis and this is what he likes. Even though I know it's Bruce Springsteen and it's yeah. Tom Petty, yeah. it's also country, but it's also bluegrass and but, reggae and flamenco yeah. and reggae, yeah. And reggae, yeah. lots of reggae. And so I mean if you know, I know I, that's the thing. Like I know much more about you now. Uh, which I think what is what makes this so fun. Um, so please let let us know. Let anyone who's know who's been on this podcast. If you want to do it, I'm gonna post it. I'll post our playlist. Um, let us reach out. We'll do it again. It'll probably be me again because I really enjoy doing this, and I'm gonna be actively searching for people to do another one. Um, so yeah, and and always the best way to listen to this podcast is to download the. Um, anchor.fm app and if you've got um spotify premium to connect it to that app because then you can listen to the full songs when we put them in the episode so it would be like us talking full song right. full song back to us talking where if you listen to any of the other streaming services it allows you to play like 30 second blocks of a song sure and i think probably on some um podcasting apps it probably doesn't even allow you to play any of the song but we that's why we always post the playlist too um so we'll do that so um so how do you want to play this out um, I would just like to say to all of the listeners uh, that made it this
1: far that uh, thank you for listening. And uh, with that, let's let's say one American song that we'll pull in at the end. Okay. So, since you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, I'm gonna pull in "Adam Raised a Cain," my my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. And and okay. what are you thinking?
0: Uh, you put me on the spot, and I was not prepared Good. for this um, at all. Who am I gonna play? I am gonna play. Something by I'm obviously talking off the top of my head. I'm gonna play. I don't know. I'm gonna make it a surprise, but All it'll right. be American. Um, actually, the next episode of WDEG, I'll play something from um, Aust- the Austin City Music, uh, Austin City Limits Music Festival that I'm going to on Thursday, um, and I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's only three days. So I don't know why I said Thursday. Um, but Andy, Warren, and I are going to do an episode because we're both going this weekend. Oh, um, It just happened to work out that way. So we'll probably do like an ACL festival recap. And um, I'll play a song from a band that I heard there or plan on going to see. And then that'll probably be the next episode. So Perfect. Travis. It was great. This is great fun. With you. We'll do this again. And i um, sorry if I made you a minute late to your next meeting. No worries. No worries. <laughs> and we'll get this posted. And we'll talk to you guys soon. See you later. See ya.